We open tonight's episode on a male face lit by flame, a mischievous grin across his face. The figure takes in a deep breath and says, Many years ago, before Tripoli Forest was a park, there used to be a small town that lived on the edge of, a fo- of the forest. This town was relatively unremarkable. No one even remembers its name anymore. But in that town, there lived a girl named Betty. Betty had a very happy childhood with a mother and father who adored her more than anything else. They called Betty their raindrop because she was born on a particularly rainy day. They say on the 10th anniversary of her birth, Betty's mother fell very ill and quickly passed on. By spring, her father had remarried, not wanting to leave Betty without a mother. Unfortunately for Betty, her stepmom hated her and wanted Betty gone as soon as possible so her father could focus on having a new baby. Every day, Betty's stepmom pleaded with her husband to send Betty away, and Betty's father refused. But one summer, it was particularly hot, and none of the chickens were laying eggs, the cows weren't producing milk, and the crops were wilting under the scorching sun. Betty's whole family wasn't doing very well, and Betty's stepmother once again took up her plea and begged Betty's father to send Betty away. This time, she said that there was no way they could continue to support her in these conditions. Betty waited for her father to disagree, but for once, he wasn't on her side. He agreed that at this time they couldn't support a child, and that they'd have to send Betty away for a while. Betty distraught packed a bag of a few spare clothes and some bread and cheese and fled into the woods. She ran and ran until her feet gave out, to which she promptly collapsed on the ground in tears, wondering how she had reached this point in her life. She'd only stopped crying when she began to hear a beautiful and comforting song. In almost a trance, Betty pushed herself off the ground and began to walk towards where the noise was coming from. When she finally found the source of it, she had walked to the edge of the lake and was staring at a beautiful woman sitting on a rock in the very center. The woman was singing a song and petting her birds who had all gathered to listen. Betty, still entranced, took a step towards the woman, and then another, and then another, until eventually she realized she was in the middle of the lake, struggling to keep her head above water. It was only then the beautiful woman acknowledged her. She smiled down at Betty, and Betty began to feel frightened. Now, looking at the woman much closer, she realized she was not a woman at all. She had large, solid black eyes and sharp, shark like teeth, and a glittering, iridescent fishtail. Betty tried to swim away, fearing the woman, but quickly found that the water had become rough and choppy. The current had gotten stronger, she began to be pulled under. The woman didn't stop singing, and the last thing Betty heard was the mermaid's beautiful but harrowing song. No one has heard from Betty since, and people say that ever so often you can still hear the song when the wind rustles through the trees and the waves crash on the shore of the lake. And as this figure sort of finishes his story you all hear um a song begin to play and a bunch of the campers scream um in fear 
as Donnie gets up and begins to walk towards the lake. Um, and the campers begin to scream and cry a little bit and tug on his shirt, um, fearing that he's going to go into the water like Betty did. At this point, once the kids are scared, Rodney sort of jumps out of the trees holding a like CD player um, and l laughs at the kids for being scared. It is story night at Camp Greenbridge, and this week... Donnie was in charge of telling the story. What are you guys doing? I think Amnon was listening intently. Really loves storytelling. Probably could be keeping a closer eye I on the kids. I think that Winter like, is, is also listening and kind of makes a mental note to go back and ask Donnie like, where he heard that story. I think Maple generally has the disposition of like she she has very like serious disposition when she's not like actively questioning everything and so during story time she's like particularly unflappable so i think this the kids who are tend to get scared very easily like to cozy up with maple as like a figure of support just maple's not scared i i'm not scared while being clearly scared <laughs> <laughs> Silas was fully asleep, and then when Rodney jumped out and, like, scared everyone, he, like, really, like, startled up and said, huh, uh, uh, don't worry, it's, you're safe, and, like, pats some random kid's head, and sort of just sits down sleepily. Always paying attention when it's Rodney, eh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like Anwin's also like, whoa, this happened to my buddy Eric once. <laughs> Did he turn out this okay? This happened to my buddy Maple once. At this campfire story night, um, all of the camp counselors and staff is sort of gathered. Um, this is uh, uh, like a weekly thing and the entire camp comes out. It's a thing that everyone is required to go to. Um, and it rotates which camper leads the story. Um, Rodney was last week. Donnie is this week. Winter is next week. Um, and uh, in addition to uh, Donnie and Rodney scaring the kids, Gladys is sort of like sitting there pinching the bridge of her nose, vaguely irritated that like they're still pulling stupid pranks um and it's just been a relatively chill night it's been a pretty calm couple of weeks or i guess it was downtime was only a week but it's been like a pretty chill week you haven't seen anything crazy besides like winter almost dying otherwise i'm pretty uh, chill i think silas leans over to winter who honestly he probably hasn't spoken to in a bit and goes i i thought mermaids were like a salt water thing oh there are freshwater mermaids i mean it depends on the body of water but there's like merfolk of all kinds if you want i have a whole like section about them in my notebook back at the cabin i would love that how's your how's your shoulder yeah. by the way my shoulder <laughs> yeah um good um i guess ani has the moss regrown the moss has not regrown you do, you do still have a bit of a wound, but uh, there is still the moss that's on the back of your neck. It's good. It hasn't 
come back. The infection, wink, wink, hasn't grown back. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like scabbing over or anything either, though. So that's kind of worrying, maybe. But I keep putting Neosporin on it, like a lot of Neosporin. Like, I've, I've gone through about two or three tubes of Neosporin so far. And I think the nurse is even more mad at me now. But I just keep having to do that. And then it's all good. Yeah, I wonder what that smell was, because your bed always looked a bit oily. Like, yeah, not that I like look at your bed. No, that's that's that came out weird. No, I I mean we live in a communal area. Yeah, it just smelled a lot like Neosporin, and I was uh, I was worried, but glad it's you. I'm really afraid of infection, so I'm really trying to take care of it and do good, despite the fact that the nurse is mad at me and I'm bad at confront at con confrontation, and I didn't bring you know, like a first aid kit with me, despite the fact I definitely packed one. I guess my mom thought it would be more useful for her in Paris, but whatever. Is your mom still in Paris? Is your mom only in Paris? Well, I mean, who fucking knows? They're going to have 13 different goddamn European countries. So who knows where they are right now? It's not like they ever contact me to update me. They never replied to your email? I guess I haven't checked. It has been a while. Um... It might be hard to check now um, on Gladys's I think computer. I, I think I made good with Gladys. I gave her that. I gave her that croissant, right? Or I gave her the breakfast. And I, yeah, I, I bet, bet she, she forgave, forgave me. You. I actually, that's a good thing. I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna. I'm making another mental note. I've got a lot on my to do list already. I'm gonna go see if my parents ever replied to my email. Does anyone take this opportunity to talk to any of the other? counselors or staff members i guess we've kind of gotten a feel for how bethany and imogen are spinning what happened that night they seem the way that they seemed during our week of downtime was kind of oh yeah it was fine like nothing happened bethany straight up didn't remember anything that's to clarify yeah yeah it was like a hypnosis yeah. thing bethany has Bethany has no memory of going out that night, acts like it never happens. You don't know if that's just um, like they're just pretending or if they genuinely don't remember. Um, and Imogen has been avoiding all of you guys actively since then. Yeah, I think Emma's a little freaked out by somebody ignoring or like whatever, somebody from like the cabin group. So maybe we'll just sort of lean over and be like, pretty scary story huh um you see imogen just like kind of looks at you and it's like and like gives you like a tight lip smile and it's like yeah uh donnie tells the story every year so oh i guess i wouldn't know but thank you for that information i appreciate it yeah, if you um, if you stick around, you'll probably hear it next year as well. Like hypothetically, would would sticking around be like something you would be happy about, or would you like not? <laughs> are, are are you hitting? No, me? not on purpose. <laughs> on accident i just want to know if you're mad at me for you know i i don't know it's a crazy I don't know night what you're talking about well 
can Anwen gesture for some social help? <laughs> um, Imogen, like... Okay, I have a question for you. How mm-hmm. perceptive do you think Anwen is? Honestly, fairly perceptive, but doesn't have experience doing anything with that. Does yeah, that make sense? So I think that Anwen can tell that Imogen is uh, A, lying. Uh, and B, lying poorly. <laughs> I'm just sort of like, no, I don't. Okay. I guess Anne will just be like, oh, yeah, never mind. Nothing happened. Not yeah, gonna push. And, uh, you see that Imogen is like sort of fidgeting um, in her seat a little bit um, uncomfortably. Uh, and it's just sort of like, yeah. Um, well, if you ever need anything in, like, an acquaintance kind of way, I'm in uh, the cabin. Okay. okay. Um, and you see Imogen sort of gets up and moves to sit with Bethany in an acquaintance kind of way. I think Evan will scurry over a bit. <laughs> hmm. I think, like, I think we established last downtime that Silas, like, looked into the girl who went missing 50 years ago to, like, sort of get along with Bethany. So I think like Silas in like a casual way as possible, probably like acting as if he's like hurting the kids to get them ready for bed, um, goes oh, hey, hey Bethany um, what do you think of that uh, mermaid story? Pretty, pretty weird, huh? I know you're not, not that into that sort of stuff. It's a little bit ridiculous. There's no way that there would be mermaids in like the lake. But, uh, you know, if, if whatever brings him happiness, I guess he tells it every year. It seems to be something he enjoys. So, um, it's all stupid, and it's like just a story. But it, you know, it scares the kids, and it it brings him happiness. He, I don't know. Donnie's always, you know him. He's always excited to tell the story every year. So it's just. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, whatever. Yeah, on- honestly, I get it. I mean, like, seriously, though, you never had, like, anything kooky or weird happen to you? Like, not, like, you know, look into the recesses of your memory. Have you ever, like, had an imaginary friend who turned out to be dead or something? Like, that weird stuff. And I think... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, turned out to be dead? You know, how, how like, you know how creepy kids kids can be having imaginary friends who is this is this not your experiences are not universal yeah most of us do not have friends that we found imaginary friends we found out were dead people but honestly like look into the recesses of your memory like do you do you remember anything i think silas is trying to like roll a charm roll to see like if bethany really is lying or if this is like something magical um give me give me a charm and how how are you charming bethany because right now you're i think scaring them more than anything (laughs) they seem deeply uncomfortable by this conversation huh God, I think Silas, maybe Silas is using the element of surprise to just like sort of make the conversation take such a turn that maybe they end up mentioning something about that night that was weird. Or does that feel more like an investigate the mystery 
Okay. Uh, why don't you walk me through what you're saying? Let's. Okay. Let's let's talk this out a little bit. Like what what is what do you think when Silas is trying to be charming? What does mm -hmm. that look like? I think Silas is trying to be personable in a weird way where when you say something to him, you know that he's immediately going to forget it. So he's kind of like a human confessional, but not religious in a way. Like, you can just say, say shit to him and he won't say a thing. Okay, so it's it's more so like, you know, Silas being like, man, the other night was crazy. Like, you know, like I haven't, I, have you like talked to anyone about that? Like, have you unpacked it? You know, that kind of thing where like being like just sort of goading Bethany, like some turning that conversation mm -hmm. back to that night in sort of a way where like Bethany is doing the talking. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I got it. I think like after mentioning the imaginary friend, um, Silas goes, but man, you know, what's like even weirder, like what, you know, Maple and Anwen and Winter and both of us saw that night when you were staking out, remember? Like, kind of kooky. We were, like, in the woods that night, you know, staking out for a serial killer. You remember? What what plan did you have again that night? Um, And you see, they sort of look at you with a bit of a blank stare. And they're like, are you... We never went on a stakeout together. Me and Imogen went into the woods the other night to look for the serial killer. But you definitely weren't there. And then Imogen ended up getting a sprained ankle. We ended up coming back. Wow, you're so right. My memory's pretty off these days, you know? First I start talking yeah. about some weird shit and then... Yeah, whatever. Good, good, good talk. And finger guns backwards back to the group. And once he's out of earshot, goes, Guys, I don't think they remember anything about that night. Good to have that confirmed. That makes the conversation I just had make a lot more sense. Yeah, it's weird though how like Imogen's being like really weird about it. Like she clearly knows something, but Bethany doesn't. So I'm like, I mean, even that night, Imogen seemed kind of a lot more aware of the supernatural. Bethany was just kind of freaking out, and I've never, I would never freak out in a situation like that. Silence. <laughs> yeah you were so calm yeah. that night yeah 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 you'd never freak out sorry yeah i i'm i thought i said that out loud it's crazy I yeah thanks guys for having my back on that one i'm really jumping to, <laughs> really jumping to reassure me eh, i mean the chupacabras are dead we we dealt with the issue like hopefully this this week's gonna be fine you know we dealt with all we had to deal um, with. Um, do you guys head off to bed? What are the kids doing? Like after the camp story, do they just immediately go to bed? Do they get to run around for a little bit? What's what are the vibes? Um, so this is sort of the last thing of the night. Um, after this, the kids are kind of taken off to bed and the ones who are scared are reassured. Um, and then in the morning you take them all to breakfast. I'd say, yeah, probably, probably like hurting the children and then off to bed ourselves. Great. So you guys head off to bed. Um, I want to know wh who wakes up first in the morning? Who's who's the early riser? 
Maple. Maple? Maple. What does Maple do first thing in the morning when she gets up? Uh, shower, probably. <laughs> like, just, like, does the bathroom stuff. And then, like, what... Is there, like, a schedule for when the kids have to be awake? Um, yes. The kids are usually up at um, 7. Because you take them to breakfast at 7.30. And then okay. their day starts at 8. So I think what happens then is Maple's internal clock is set to six on the dot. So like always looks up at six, does business things. And then by the time it's like 6.59 is knocking on the, or like unlocking the door where the kids sleep and waking them up. And as you're on your stroll to the kid's cabin, um, you see that uh, Donnie passes by you on his way to the lake. Um, he is the lifeguard for the summer and he's got like his swim trunks on and like a floaty under his arm. Um, and he uh, walks by you and is like, hey, Maple. Good morning. And you're very sunshiny in the morning. It's a nice yes. change of pace. I feel as though being sad in the morning sets a tone for the rest of your day. No, I totally agree. Um, I normally get up early and I go swim a few laps before the kids get up. Um, I'm actually on my way to the lake right now. I got to meet the, uh, the, the... There's this guy. He checks the quality of the lake to make sure that it's like the kids aren't going to you know die from algae and stuff you know how do they check the quality uh they have like uh these like little strips and then they take like water samples i don't know they don't drink it do they no they do not so i was just headed on my way to the lake um save me a muffin from breakfast and he like sort of like points at you like finger gun style what flavor whatever all right very well have fun swimming be safe do not drown and he like salutes you and heads off on his way to the lake you wake your campers up they're very excited to see you um you your kids like you because you seem to be a bit odd um (laughs) and so um (laughs) they they find it interesting yeah, Maple like knocks on the door with like a beat, like a da 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 da, da and then like opens the door, and it's like good morning, children. And you hear a, a like chorus of groans and a couple like, good morning, Maple. Good morning, morning. Are you ready to begin another day of camping? And at this point, there's like a a beat of silence, and then a yes. Um. And Amazing. The kids start to, <laughs> and the kids start to get out of bed. You see, there's a couple of the kids who are prepared for your arrival, who already like have showered and gotten dressed for the day. They have on their little green camp green bridge t-shirts. Excellent. And you can take your kids to breakfast. And I do. Everyone else morning routines. What does what do they look like? Specifically winter, because I feel like winter probably has an insane morning routine. 
I don't know what could give you that idea. I think the first thing that Winter does is write down in a dream journal. I think she has vivid dreams. And um, even if she didn't ha like remember her dream from last night, she makes one up. And then kind of rolls out of bed. And she does um, take some like black eyeliner and kind of like like do like a smudge out. Like a, like a smoky, just like basically just like putting eyeliner, like gel eyeliner on her fingers and then like rubbing it on her eyelids to look like cool and grunge uh, even though they're camping and literally in the woods and then I think like brushes her teeth and then probably changes t-shirt but was probably asleep in jeans like a crazy person um, throws on shoes and is fucking ready for the day <laughs> I'm surprised there was no prayers to the mother beast or other cryptids no she doesn't pray to them she wants to study them <laughs> but that's what I mean I'm surprised there's no part of winter's morning routine that's like let me let me look at my facts let me let me get ready for the day <laughs> i mean I, I guess it depends if she's on an active investigation then she would be but it's kind of her routine is a bit meditative mm. okay keegan or silas anwin anything special that you guys do in the morning i think anwin probably does like send out some nice vibes to their family uh, sorry, I they them to Anwen. Um, and then, you know, just like a normal morning, just wakes the kids up as late as possible for them. Because, you know, it's like, I don't want to, they should be sleeping. Um, takes them to breakfast. Nothing much. Um, Silas. Silas is the last to wake up. <laughs> just basically puts on the least mossy pair of pants he could find in his closet and just immediately like sprints over to the cabin and just like flickers lights on and off and on and off and like tells the kids all right all right get ready get ready go we gotta go go wake up go and just like herds them all out to the, to the cabin not, not the there's, cafeteria there's a couple kids who are waiting outside on the porch for you you get there at 7 40 they're supposed to be in the cafeteria at 7 30 <laughs> it's fine 10 minutes late time's an illusion um, Good morning, everybody. You see one kid, one soul kid nodding very solemnly in the back. It's like, yeah, time is an illusion. This kid gets it. All right, cafeteria. When Silas arrives, I think Maple has two extra muffins, one for Donnie and one for Silas. Oh, my goodness. Maple, what's up? Oh, is that is that one of, the, one of those for me? One is, yes. You may pick because you got here before Donnie did. That other muffin's for Donnie? Yes, he requested I save one for him. I need to talk to him. Can I come with you to deliver the muffin? I am waiting for him here. He went to swim in the lake. Oh, then I'll be waiting with you here and sitting together with you while we eat breakfast. Very well. Silas takes the brand muffin. That was a very normal winter thing to say. I'm gonna sit here with you together and eat breakfast. I was laughing at the brand muffin. I was laughing at Audie's facial expression. Because do you know how odd that would be if like someone came up to me and was like, okay, I'll wait here with you and I'm I'm gonna sit here with you and we're gonna eat breakfast together. And I mean, I assumed we were always eating breakfast together. Just saying, it feels a little, I don't know, 
G word. This. <laughs> Maple, I will say you do know that Donnie doesn't usually make it to breakfast. Someone usually brings him breakfast out there. Um, you don't remember uh, ever seeing okay. him in the cafeteria during the mornings. How do his children get here without well obviously they know the way but he's supposed to be here with them that seems irresponsible he's not someone else always brings his kids in the morning dang it i could have if i was him i would i would be sleeping in i wouldn't be going out for laps if someone just took my kids but what if you had a passion for swimming maybe if you had a passion for fashion yeah. like he, sorry <laughs> What do you mean? Silas is the most passionate about fashion with his uh, top tier mossy mm-hmm. joggers. Mossy joggers really sounds like something that would happen at Fashion Week. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Vogue. You never know. Wait, I have a question. Like, there's an assortment mm-hmm. of stuff for breakfast, right? Like, there's like generally a couple things to choose from. Yes. Um, What's I did say breakfast? this in the last. I guess the last episode that we posted that Camp Greenbridge goes all out for breakfast. They have like real shit for breakfast. That's where most of the money goes. Anwin has a fried egg on rice. I think that Winter got like a yogurt parfait, but is not eating any of the yogurt and just kind of eating the granola off the top. You can just get granola. Can I? I mean, it's not out in the mornings, but you could ask for it. You can ask Rodney to get you some from the kitchen. He's the kitchen guy. They don't have okay. granola. I'll pop over to Rodney. Like, they don't just have a bowl of granola out. They have the yogurt parfaits, and then you could oh. ask for granola. Okay. Then I guess Then I guess in, in, in lieu of a yogurt parfait, I'll go over to Rodney and say, Hey, Rodney, do you make, like, yogurt parfaits, but, um, but like, if there was no yogurt on it? You know... I'm actually really glad you asked that because I've been telling Cameron we needed to add that to the breakfast menu. Yogurt parfaits hold the yogurt. I just want fruit and granola. Exactly. Cameron said no one's going to eat that, but I mean you, Winter. Rodney, how have we never talked before? You're cool. Thanks, I know. People tell me this all the time. You have spoken. You spoke um, when you were uh, comforting the children about the deaths of Ben and Jerry. Yeah, because life is all about the cycles, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, how have we never, like, hung hung out? I'm sorry, how, what? How have we never, like, I don't know. I guess I was just saying that I thought you were cool and I wish we were closer. Oh, I mean, we can hang out if you want to. Sure. I mean, it's okay. I'm sorry if that was weird. No, it's okay. I'm, try- I just... I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be better about making friends, and I think part of that is okay. Is... Like just friends, though, right? I am engaged. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm no, no, no men. Okay, okay. For me, just just wanted to make sure we were all on the same. Yeah. Okay, I would hate for anyone to get you know. If I was hitting on you, I would just say I'm gonna hit on you now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say stuff about being friends if I didn't mean it. I don't know if that would work. Have you tried that on people? No. Well, no. Okay. I have a recommendation for you. Yeah. Um. So, me and my fiance, we have a... <laughs> so, he goes, um, I have a recommendation for you. In my free time, when I'm not at camp, I have a podcast that I work on. Um, and it's all about like love and relationships and like 
dating advice. I don't know. Maybe you should check it out. Cool. How many listeners do you have? 43. Whoa, that's double digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, It's been a long five years, but we finally hit broke 40. <laughs> you guys have been engaged for five years? No, no, no. We started the podcast when we were just like dating in high school. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because we, we've been together. <laughs> What's like the thesis of the podcast? Is it just like dating advice or is there like any specific avenue? Um, It's dating advice, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. Because um, I would love to be better about meeting people and um, being my authentic self without having them be mean to me. Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely ways um that you can of do doing that. that. Yeah. Okay, good. Cuz other people seem to have seem to be able to do it real good. Yeah, yeah, no. And hey, listen. Kid, yeah. if you hang in there, eventually you could be like me and my podney and he <laughs> he points at his, his campers eating breakfast and you you see one of the kids like turns around and like gives like a pain smile and a thumbs up it's like yeah they really like you yeah that's that's my boy chet i don't (laughs) i don't actually know his name so i've just been calling him chet um oh you should ask his name if you don't know oh it's kind of embarrassing that it's like the third week of camp and i don't remember his name still i i I can ask for you. I know. I, I. There's no reason for me to have known his name. You know those campers that are just the, like the kids that are just like real forgettable. He's one of those, unfortunately. Can't yeah, to me, all of the campers. Can they kind hear of him say the that? Same. No. There's a there's the a campers... little bit of space, and he kind of lowers his voice when he says that. Okay, this has been a really, really enlightening conversation, and I hope to listen to your podcast eventually one day when I have Wi-Fi again. If I could get granola and fruit, then I would be happy and go back to my table. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll grab some from the kitchen, and, you know, um, me and some of the other counselors do weekly listening parties to the podcast in the admin cabin if you ever want to swing by sometime. Oh, cool. Who else is there? Um, so it's me, it's Donnie, it's Bethany, um, Imogen, because, you know, Bethany and Imogen, they're like, they're like two peas in a pod. It's like, you know, the, you don't yeah, find they're like one toxic the frenemies, other. kind of. Hmm? I don't know if I would call them toxic. No, me neither. Wow, that just felt like a real sort of snap judgment you've made. I, on- well, no. Well, you don't know my interactions with them. Have you had a lot of them? I've had interesting ones. Okay, well, it's me, Donnie, Bethany, Imogen. Um, Sometimes we get Gladys to come by. Uh, Chip's always there. He's dedicated. Cool. He's he's one of our 43. Oh, Um, awesome. Hey, well, maybe... Sally... Uh, oh, and there's more fern gully oh uh-huh. and definitely um you know silas comes too wait so is it's... it just like everyone except for me maple and anwin you just no. like listed every single counselor except for us three no 
Well, I'm glad I got the official invite <laughs> to join the Cool Kids Club, listening to your podcast. I'll let Anwin and Maple know if that's cool, unless it's, like, super exclusive. No, no, yeah, totally. We're always down to have more listeners to the pod. You can bring Maple and Anwin. Sorry, did not realize that was everyone but you. No, no Sorry. problem. They're, we're like, no problem. It's because we're such so tight. We're, and, you know. We're also it's the like three newbies. Incidentally. Yeah, we're new. We're new. We're newbies. So we are. Um, um, has he given me my granola yet? <laughs> He's waiting for you to finish so he can go to the kitchen to go God get it. Damn it. <laughs> so that sounds good. I'm really hungry. Okay, let me let me get you that canola. Don't even worry about it. Don't okay, even. Cool. <laughs> Winter's calming herself down, rubbing uh, her arms, and he he heads off into the kitchen to go get it, um, and returns a couple moments later with uh, extra fruit on top of the granola. Oh, he you're such a sweetie. Holds it out. He's like. Here. Thank you. I hope we can be friends and I will listen to your podcast with Thank everyone. You. It's really good, I think. At least that's what Silas tells me, you know. Good. Silas likes you a lot. Like you're good buddies. Yeah. 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 He says it all the time. So mm -hmm. that's how it's true. Because yeah. you're good buddies. We are very good buddies, specifically. Nothing else. Good. I Great. flash him a thumbs up and I get a spoon and I go back to the table. I feel like I just I flopped. Flopped that social interaction. Maple like looks back but you came here smoothly. You're a real one, Maple. Yes, I am real. Yeah, you are. Put her there and I go for a fist bump with Maple. Transfix. Uh, Maple does the thing where, like, uh, instead of doing the pound it back, just hand over the fist. Sick. That's our new thing. Does anyone okay. want to listen to Rodney's podcast? Silas immediately gets up and goes, I'm going to get breakfast. <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> this is what your brain on sodney does. It, it makes you it do makes that. Me so upset. <laughs> <laughs> um what silas has every morning is basically unsweetened oatmeal with cheddar cheese and an egg on top with some guacamole great happy for you and your savory oatmeal <laughs> i think that like while you guys are eating breakfast um in the like movie version of warding bond or, like the tv show version there's like juxtaposition between you guys eating breakfast and like Donnie um with the headphones in listening to music while the guy who's here to check the water quality uh sort of is drowning in the background um there's like some sort of unseen force he like leans forward he's like taking samples he's doing his little thing um and then the camera sort of sees him uh, seemingly for no reason just sort of fall into the water um, and begins drowning and 
Donnie just completely unaware listening to music. Uh, can't hear anything over the death metal. Do you go bring Donnie his muffin? I just want it. Maple's breakfast is just a bowl of cereal. Uh, oh, yes. And yes, Maple plucked out a blueberry muffin and like slams her hands on the table. Winter. Yes. I'm going to give Donnie his muffin. If you would still like to accompany me. I would. I've got questions for him. Very well. And so Maple goes. Great. You guys have a nice little walk to the lake. When you get there, you see Donnie sitting in the lifeguard's chair, uh, still wet, headphones in, reading a book, kind of feet kicked up. Uh, You can hear his music from here. It's very loud. Um, And you notice just past the lifeguard chair, a body floating in the water. Maple, like, uh, how high is the lifeguard's chair? Uh, Probably like 10-ish feet. All right. Maple's like, knock, knock, knock. Um, I think after, I think it takes a minute, but then eventually he uh, notices you. Hello, Donnie. Two things. I brought you a blueberry muffin. Oh, nice. And there's a body in the water. Not... That's Oh fuck. my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh I'm my god. In so much trouble. <laughs> can I can can I walkie-talkie and a yeah. adult? What do you say into your walkie-talkie? Help, there is a dead body in the lake. Um there's a second and then you hear on the the uh walkie-talkie, "Miss Blake, is this a game that you're playing?" Gladys, it is not. I would not use the walkie-talkie for such childish purposes. The man who comes to check the water quality, at least that's what I assume based on his clothing, is floating in the water face down dead. Got it. I will be on my way shortly. Send okay, me Chip thank- now. Thank you. Oh, Chip. I don't say that into the walkie. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I said, um, can't... I said... Huh? Winter? I, I'm freaking out. You're freaking out? Why? Yes. Why? Maple and I found a dead body. Oh, okay. I'll be I'll be right there. Don't even okay. worry. Okay. Okay, sure. Don't even stress. I'm right there. Winter sits down in the sand. Maple just like pats Winter's head. Like Winter like slumps in the sand. It's just pat, pat, pat. Wow. Week three of this camp. Donnie this whole time is pacing back and forth along the shoreline, very visibly stressed out. Very quietly asks Winter, is he stressed that we missed out on the water quality or because of the corpse? Because of the corpse, probably. Okay, just checking. fired. I need this job. How am I going to pay for fall tuition? Fuck, dude. How did you... Gladys talked to us. She said we shouldn't be listening to death metal because then we can't hear anything over over it. And fuck, man. She was right. Fuck. Shit. Don't worry, Donnie. Chip is the one who has come to... Chip is the one who's here, not Gladys. Um, And when... Rod, not Rodney, Silas. You guys rush over? Yeah. yeah. I mean, make sure the kids are. In or order. do you stay? Uh, I think Anwen would want to be join the group. Okay. Yep. Silas joins. But but does make sure someone's watching the kids. Yeah, Rodney 
Rodney's got it. He's like, don't even worry about it. I'm gonna give him another speech about life and death. We're gonna talk don't, about how don't, they don't know what happened. Ixnay on the eth. I'm gonna day. give a speech about how we're doing ice cream for breakfast in the cafeteria today. There we yep. go. There we go. All right. Good, good. Good on you. And I think Silas pats his back and leaves. You see, Chip has radioed in at this point. He's like, "Hey guys, um, I'm I'm making my way down, but I'm I'm all the way across camp right now, so it's gonna take me a little bit. Uh, don't touch anything, probably." I has anyone seen Gladys? And then there's just like a couple beats of silence, and then a no, 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 um, and you guys are here. Where's Gladys? How's how's Donnie doing? How's Donnie taking this disappearance of the gilf? That's Gladys. Um, I'd like to fuck. Donnie has his hands like up behind his head, like interlocked behind his head, and he's like um, taking like deep breaths. He's seeming to try and like calm himself down a little bit. He's like, "Oh man, Gladys is gonna be so upset with me." I think Winter tries to go console him, and I like pat him up. I pat him on the back and I go, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna let you go down for this." I'm 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 the guy that's filling in for the lifeguard. Exactly. So it was not your responsibility and legally you are totally in the clear for this. I don't know if that's true, Winter. I can serve as legal counsel. <laughs> no, you don't. You cannot. I'm gonna butt in and say no. I believe in you on many things, but law is not the, not one of those things. I think I mean, and hey, don't take my word for it. I think maybe this was some sort of river ghost, river spirit, river monster. I don't know if that's going to hold up in court. I'm going to be really honest with you. Winter, I hate to tell I think this is a lake. Oh, pardon me. Lake ghost, lake spirit, lake monster. There we go. It totally could be one of those things. Except they're not real. Donnie, I'm so sorry. I forgot they weren't real. Because I'm good at knowing things. Like that are, this is that, true. That are different. Winter is good okay. at knowing things. So, are you feeling better now, Donnie? I don't know if I'm feeling better. I have to be honest. All right, maybe you turn around. Are you at least distracted? Away. That's what got. That's what got me into this. Don't worry, we're looking now, and you can definitely trust us, especially Winter. That is not what Bethany and Imogen said. <gasps> they going around talking Wait, shit. What have they been saying? Behind um, our backs. I mean, well. Bethany, well, um, I feel like there's bigger things to focus on right now. Okay, but you have to tell us what they said because I'm now I'm nervous. I mean, none of those bigger things there's are happening. We have to be waiting. Yeah, but we can't do anything drama? about it. Yeah, we're not supposed to touch. So, yes, it is distressing. And yes, it is fine to be distressed. But wallowing your distress is just going to make you feel more distressed. Sometimes distractions exactly. are okay. It's you. It's a coping mechanism. Wait. Yeah, we're doing this for your good. Well, Don't you, worry. You didn't hear it from me, but um, then who did we not. hear it from? Um, so I just, you know, no one's really like said anything, but like Imogen has maybe mentioned that you guys are um, just a little nosy. And that maybe, a tr- tr- you know, like, 
bad things happen and you guys tend to be there which dead body in the lake you guys are here dead alpacas in the pen you guys are there well it was already here when we got here were we here when the body yes but died? it just seems to be whenever there's trouble it's happened twice what <laughs> what's the pattern that's, sorry that's soul <laughs> that's two more times than it's been in the past you know like silas come on we worked together we've worked together for how many summers and we've never had any issues uh, yeah. like this before well so that would seem to sort of suggest that silas is not there when problems well, happen no then. it's not silas it's you oh, guys as a whole. i see it seems okay, okay. Hey, now we're not gonna alienate the newbies yeah, they like, don't like i know we're friendship? all scared right now but <laughs> so we should run away when stuff that is bad is happening listen i don't know i just i just i've heard through the grapevine you guys are in the business we really appreciate it, Johnny. you're welcome thank you so you don't want me to bring you muffins anymore yeah donnie do you think we're weird no i don't think you're weird i only just... came here because you wanted a muffin you're right you're right. I'm sorry. It's just it, this has been a really stressful morning for me. That's okay. It's not your fault, Donnie. I think you promise again. This is not your fault, and I'm not gonna let you go down. None of us will let you go yeah, down. Yeah, don't for worry this. about it. I've got your back in court. I'm really, you know, never mind. I almost just said something that that could be very easily misconstrued as um something inappropriate, but it was about having heavy bones. Okay. Okay. <laughs> about going down. Uh -huh. I get the picture now. <laughs> so, that's been another episode of Warding Bond. We hope you enjoy. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, Twitter at Warding Bond and Tumblr at Warding Pod. Um, you can follow the cast at our various social medias, which are all at the front of this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed rate us on spotify or apple podcasts those are both possibilities um tweet at wild sorcerer if you have any complaints or compliments and make sure to use the hashtag hashtag wording pod does anyone have any things they'd like to plug with the end of our episode no all right we will see you next week or next next week bye bye bye, bye. bye. bye.